At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy. We're back. From theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. They said it wouldn't happen. It did against all odds. After being inundated with requests, will you be covering The Bachelorette this season? The answer is a resounding yes. I am joined as I always am by the by the motor, by the engine that keeps The Bachelor lifestyle running. Of course, I'm talking about the great, the inimitable, Mr. Automatic, Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you, my friend? Hello, everybody. Okay. That's- Hello. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. So um, just to kind of uh, get people uh, up to speed and maybe introduce ourselves to the new listeners, because, you know, I have a lot of people that walk up to me at work. They see my tweets. They're like, what is that thing? It's You're like a middle-aged white guy. Why are you doing a Bachelor podcast? That's right. Trust, just trust me. Just listen and trust me. Trust. This is not your typical Bachelor podcast. In fact, it's been called a great white in a sea of Bachelor podcasts uh, because it's got teeth. And it's hosted by two middle-aged men in their, <laughs> you know, uh, white people, two middle-aged yeah, white people. Yeah, and yeah. The, one of them doesn't really watch the show much. And the other, me, yep. really likes the show. I've, I've, thought, I've always thought the formula was great. It's a an incredibly addictive show, mm-hmm. and I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, one of them, one of them's girlfriend DMs the other one on Instagram and says, why do I have to watch this shit? And I'm like, yep. I don't like, I don't know. You shouldn't watch it. I can barely watch it. I have, I have a question for you, Jason. Yep. Are there two bachelorettes this season? That's one thing that um, we need to get into because I wish the show would do a better job <laughs> of reminding us or having <laughs> cast members remind us that, this is an unprecedented two bachelorette show. There's two. There are two bachelorettes. Now, let me have, let me ask you another question. How's this going to work? Yeah. <laughs> another thing that I just I wish the show would do a better job of <laughs> is trying to um, trying to articulate to us that 
a lot of these people don't know how this is going to work because there's never been two subjects on the show. So how did we get here for people that haven't quite watched the franchise? Another question. You have a third question? No, that is, you said, how did we get here? That's the third question. That's your question. Um, I do have another question, though. I do have another question because you might cover it in the the answer to the other things. mm -hmm. Here's my other question. Mm-hmm. What if they like the same person? Yeah, that definitely goes into the how is this going to work? Oh, all right. Uh, that's a su- so that's a subgenre of how it's going to work because I noticed like maybe once or twice a minute they mentioned that, you know, what if they like the same person? I- I'm just guessing. Yeah. I'm just guessing that at some point this season they're going to like the same person. And it's, I'm just guessing that by having two bachelorettes, somehow there, we're not going to be empowering women. And we're not going to, I mean, we might end up that way at the end, but something tells me there's going to be a lot of crying and the crying is going to be more about there being two bachelorettes than anything else. And the the tears seem to be about them not being in control of their own journey. That's right. The word the word journey is used often over on a journey franchise. Yes, but we have two women on a journey to find a husband. I've never been sold that Gabby wants a husband. She wants fun, and she just wants to to be famous. But yep. Rachel is is kind of that perfect cast member where she's not self-aware enough and she's still kind of ignorant enough to think that she could fall in love and find a husband. Gabby just seems to be a chick that wants to have a good time. Um, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But how did we get here real quick? Just oh, a quick. Summary. Oh yeah. Right. The subject of, of the, the bachelor season, the last time around, Yeah. very controversial season, really the first we've ever seen of, of this kind. So, yep. The subject, Clayton, um, who if you've never seen or don't want to look at, he looks a lot like the Easter Island uh, <laughs> statue. He does. Uh, that's Clayton. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and that, by the way, is a credit to um, to James, who is uh, my significant other's uh, teenage oh, son. Oh, that's right. He walked, he walked into the room and said, that guy looks like Easter Island. Yeah, that's that great. Now um, – Clayton did the real smart thing. And when he had the final three at, at fantasy suites, um, he went ahead and had sex with the first two women right. in fantasy suites. And then he, and then he told the third woman yeah. that he had sex with the other two, yeah. uh, which at the time was a deal, deal breaker. breaker. Yes. And yeah. I, I think they might be together right now, but I don't even know. I, one thing we need to make clear is that Brian and I, we don't, we don't traffic in spoilers and we don't really traffic in the stuff that goes on on the outside of the show he, that a lot of people pay attention to, I, namely yes. our friend Reality Steve. Yeah, Steve knows, our, our buddy Reality Steve, he knows what's going to happen. He predicts this. He says who's going to win. Now, hold on. I'm gonna, I just want to fill in a little bit. As According to Google, and I know you're a Bing man, Jason, but I Googled this and it says it says that he's still his partner is Susie Evans. Also, he's six five, and he was born the year I graduated high school, which is not or check that would have graduated high school. Now hold on, <laughs> we you're right about yes, 
Clayton had sex with the first two and I saw a headline. I never read anything. I'm, I'm, I'm like a true, I mean, I'm Gen X, but I'm like a millennial in the sense that I never read anything more than the headline. I saw this week that Clayton, especially when it comes to bachelor, like if we're talking like Dodger trade targets or contract issues or like, Hey, look, Dustin Mays making Dustin Mays making a uh, rehab start this week. I'm going to read the article. But if it's Bachelor, I'm fucking barely reading the headline. So I saw this week that Clayton was, he's upset with his edit that he got on his season. Because mm-hmm. they made him the villain, but he still got the girl at the end somehow. And it should be noted that, yes, he had sex with the first two. And then he told the third one. But it all we, all, we should make clear that he had planned on picking the third one the whole time. He yeah, just had, he, was, se- he just had sex with the first two because they were willing to have sex with him. And he pretended like he might pick them. So they would have sex with him. And then once that came out, he was like, well, that's not fair of you to say about me, even though it's a hundred percent true. Well, he did the, um, the thing that, a lot of women like to hear. Um, it usually goes over really well with women. He he told the third that even though he told the other two that he loves them and had sex with yes. them, he loves her more. Yes. He loves he loves her the most. So um, and he wouldn't know. He wouldn't have known how much he, he lo- how much he loved Susie had he not had sex with yeah. two different women the two previous nights. Good point. So uh, Gabby and um, Gabby and Rachel, for lack of a better terminology, are Clayton's sloppy second and third. (laughs) Well, no, they were first and second. Technically, technically, technically Susie is this. If you want to be crass, the sloppy third. That's true. Now, hold on. So uh, I have a, I have a ranking of uh, Rachel and Gabby and, you know, this is, it's important to rank things. Do you have a ranking? Um, what are we ranking? Are we ranking them on hotness or ranking them on on uh, the? Total I guess their quality to be a wife. Total package. You want me to go first? I got I got Rachel way above Gabby, despite but late yeah. light years. Yeah, yeah, um, but you have to admit, Gabby's more fun she'd be she'd be a better time to just kind of hang out with yeah Uh, yeah good body she's got a good body rachel's more attractive rachel's more attractive throughout look throughout episode one and i would have i would have thought that they might have delayed filming till that zit on her forehead subsided yeah that was don't they have a guy that was distracting don't they have a simple guy You'd think. Okay, go on. Yeah, Sorry, I'm, I'm just. So that's that's how we've come down to two bachelorettes in that the show. You know, the show's had a rough couple of years. I mean, they did not do rough twenty years. 20 well, you know, but the but the last couple of years have been a particularly rough because they really ruined the uh, the first uh, Black Bachelor season and and how they went about uh, just the Chris. Um, what am I? What am I getting at? Chris, what's his face? The, uh, the oh, former host, Chris. 
Henderson. Yeah. No. I, I was about to say Henderson. No, you were I not. Yeah. Chris yeah. Chris so, Fisher. Chris Hamilton? Oh, no, we're getting closer. Chris, everybody in the audience is getting so mad at us, but they don't know what it's like to be in your late 40s in a white man. It's Chris, never been Har- Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. It is Chris Harrison. It's pretty close. Yeah. So, uh, so it's, and that's, I think that's kind of what makes this show the, the great white among uh, a sea of bachelor. It's been called we don't follow the show intensely. We don't no. know a lot of the cast members. In fact, Brian, no. the weird thing about this dynamic is that yeah. uh, Beckner knows names more than I do, even though I like the show more than he does. I don't does. think that's he's, true. He's pretty good about past cast members. Oh, you're much better than I am. Oh. That's for damn sure. Okay. Um, so anyways, we got, we got to this point because The Bachelor thought it would be a good idea to put these two women who were just royally screwed yeah. on the last on the last uh, uh, season? Let's put them both together, and for the first time, we're going to have two women choose among thirty plus guys. Yeah, yes. What could go wrong? Yes. Right? At some point a while back, the pi- the the Bachelor pivoted toward because they used to just pick a rando. They'd be like, "This guy is a prince," or "This guy yeah. went to Harvard," or "This guy owns a f- is you know." parents own tires you know and it's like now they go oh this person was the most fucked over last season and then Usually, they get yeah. to be the new person i i i, I recall uh, becca kufrin who was who was a zero amongst zeros like the least interesting bachelorette but she somehow got fucked over by another zero Ari by the Junior, yeah. yeah, whose dad won the Indy 500, and then mm-hmm. and then so they're like, we got to make her the Bachelorette, and now it's like a self fulfilling, you know, whoever gets fucked over the most on this season is going to be the Bachelor. Interesting, you bring up Becca because Becca hosts one of the most prolific of all, you know, the sea of Bachelor mm-hmm. podcasts that I mentioned. She not a great. She meant she hosts or co-hosts. Probably the most downloaded one is it, because is it the one with they Nick get Brown? access basically to yeah they get access, oh. access no 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 that Nick Bio is a different one oh. this one is like a behind the green room or something where they get access huh? to cast members like immediately very inside which means they can't really be that critical so that's why that those podcasts are kind of way yeah so anyways um, Jesse Palmer is the host for now his second uh, full season yeah, talk about of, zeros. Of, of this this franchise, uh, Jesse Palmer completely dropped the ball in the first season with with Clayton. Um, yeah. He was an enabler. He was. He was. Yeah. He was a he was a frat brother. And we didn't think we'd miss didn't, Harrison. Didn't we didn't. We didn't know like Harrison was a big douche, and we made fun of him a lot. And he, he, you know, he tried to be the star of the show. Well, he was the star of the show. Like he kept people in line and held people accountable and he asked the good questions and now that he's gone you you got just a just a total fucking cuck jesse palmer who's you know canadian he's too nice you know he's not he's not confrontational he he totally just he's he's barely even a host you know he's just there to like move it along and he barely does that here's a great example uh, last year, the subject of the show, Clayton, um, verbally, emotionally abused uh, the woman he eventually ended up with. Uh, and on national TV for two hours, he yeah. made it 
all her fault. Yep. He had sex with two other women, yeah. but it's her fault yeah. for not telling him That's that insane. it was a deal breaker. It's insane. And he he emotionally abused her. Now, if Chris Harrison were the host, you know, he would have gone outside and Chris Harrison yeah. would have said, what's up? Yeah. And Clayton would have been like, you know what? I, maybe I had sex with two other women, but she didn't tell me that that would be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm really pissed at her. And she deserves to be ridiculed yep. in this moment. Chris Harrison would have been like, you know what? You're the wrong here, dude. Yeah. We need to get you guys together and talk this through. Yep. So Jesse Palmer last yes, season, yes. when Clayton went out and told him, yeah, dude, I mean, she had a problem with me having sex with two other women, yeah. and it's her fault because she didn't tell me. Chris, this was, this was Jesse Palmer's reaction. <laughs> man, that's crazy. Good luck in there, man. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Was, that was his yeah. uh, hosting <laughs> responsibility. So. Um, anyway, so yeah. this season starts off with uh, Rachel, who we found out last season that her dad is ex-mafia who lives in Florida, right. but he's very, very Gambino, yeah. very Gambino family. Oh, they like, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like central casting yeah. mafia. Italian. Guy. Yep. Rachel flies into Los Angeles. Now, I don't even know how she does it, but she has a, this piece of shit <laughs> uh, propeller plane that she's supposedly oh. flying, but they never actually show her flying. So oh, I'm really? guessing... I'm guessing they had somebody else flying the plane, and she was there. And Gabby went to the, I think it was Van Nuys Airport, and yeah. and received her, and they hugged. Or maybe Santa this Monica. Was, yeah, this is their journey. This, now, hold on, hold on, because last season, Rachel, who I'm a fan of, I got to be honest, um, she she was at times listed as a pilot but then also listed as a student pilot. And then I think this year they're saying she's like an instructor. Can that <laughs> happen that quickly? Any pilots in our audience mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com. We'll take, oh, we'll take all your thoughts. Let's involve the audience. Send us an email mailbag at the ballerlifestyle.com, or you can call us nine, four, nine, four, six, four TBLS eight, two, five, seven. Call us. And we want your thoughts here. I mean, maybe it's too soon. I mean, it's been 21 years, but I'll, I'll answer your question with this. I think um, the Florida standards for f- pilot teaching, getting your pilot's license, becoming an instructor, I think those were all thrown into question on 9-11. All right. That's okay. Got you. Got you. I mean, I think it might be too soon for a joke like that. Are you telling me that Rachel is not interested in learning how to land? Right. Yeah. She, she just skipped that part. Um, so Rachel, uh, lands in LA. Now the, 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 the season has officially started and they're all ready to each other asking the question, how is this going to work? I have no idea how this is going to work. So many times. It's almost like, um, it's almost like a, a top, a, a talking point yeah. that every producer has fed the, the subject and the cast members. How is this going to work? That like those specific words in that exact order is probably asked uh, 50 times in the first it's two episodes. a lot. I don't know how this is going to work. Like they could even choose a different way of saying it. Like, like this is so unusual that I'm, I honestly don't even know how this is going to go. Like, they don't even do that. It's how is this going to work? Because it's the first time that two bachelorettes have ever right. uh, been in charge. No. They've ever decided. But also, like, what if they're going to like the same person? 
Yeah, I mean, and that that falls into that falls into this. Oh, right. Jesse Jesse greets them at the, uh, the 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 mansion before before all the limos come, and what does he say? Uh, How's this going to work, guys? And there's lots of giggling and holding hands, and hey, we'll cross that bridge, and blah blah blah. So, um, for those who don't watch the show or are just watching it, that there's always a limo scene. Uh, in the first episode, Wimo drives up to the mansion that all of the cast members are going to eventually stay at while they're in Los Angeles. There's not enough beds. Get more beds. Yeah, well, this it's time, yeah, this time. Uh, production. Oh, uh, we don't have yeah, enough that, beds. Guys are sleeping on couches. Fuck that. I'm leaving. I'm, it's already bad enough that you got to share bathrooms with people. This is disgusting. They're not well, that's another. There. That brings up another kind of thing of like of the last few seasons. The subjects have just chosen to completely disobey any kind of rules, and they want to make shit up. Oh, so that happens. These, these girls too. just, yeah, these girls just made up a rule at the end of this first uh, uh, cocktail party. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. I will say this: the limousines, and I think I say this every season. The limousine coming out of the limousine is a great exercise in how um, how uncreative people could be, how unimaginative and lame people could be. Yes. Um, but you know, there's always a couple that stand out. Totally. Um, I will say this, uh, let's see, what's his name from San Diego. Um, I forget. I think his name is Avon or something. He gets out of the limo and he says to Rachel, Aaron is that his name? Okay. No, I know who you're talking about. (laughs) Maybe Avon or something. Yeah. And, uh, and he says to Rachel, I want to be right by you. Yeah. Because I don't want to be on your dad's bad oh, side. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Now, yeah. okay, so, she likes you know, that, yeah. Her dad, Tony, became a thing last year yeah. because he's in the mafia. Yeah, he's, and I was he thinking, really is oh, in the mafia, though. I was thinking, you're already on his bad side because you're black. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I mean, that's probably true, but... <laughs> um, so, uh, so, Jordan... He's, maybe he's Florida, one of those real... I mean, look, Meadow started dating a black guy on when she went to Columbia and oh, Tony. Yeah. And, but this look, Jason, this was the early two thousands. Tony, Tony <laughs> did not respect that. And he was not, he didn't allow it. And nope. I imagine Rachel's dad is a little more modern than Tony Soprano. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, Jordan from Florida, not quite sure what he looks like, but yeah, he, um, he puts noise canceling headphones on each of them. And then oh, yeah. Tells, yeah. tells each of them something Earmuffs. independent. Earmuffs. My question to you is this. Yeah. You've dated women. You yes. know, you have a, a wonderful girlfriend. Thank you. What, what woman after they've been made up, <laughs> put in, put in, uh, <laughs> ga- you know, cocktail gowns yeah. and in their hair, how much time they spend on the hair? How, what women wants headphones put over their hair? Right. And it's like, hey, um, it's and it's basically like saying, hey, I'm a piece of shit. Like, I'm I'm going to tell you both <laughs> something nice because I'm hedging that one of you is going to like me. And it doesn't matter which one. Either. I'll, I'll go for either. Well, that's a that's a dynamic that a couple of people are playing in this season. Yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to yeah. go, but um, well, because the one the one guy that one dork when they do the when they do the nude fucking show us your body contest, which we which we couldn't do on the regular Bachelor if the if the contestants were all women, by the way. <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, yeah, get naked. Let's see your pubes." 
And then one guy's like, she's like, do you, um, would you, which one of us would you want to kiss? And he's like, can I say both? And they're, and they both like get wet. They're like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the right answer. I like that. Well, I don't, that's the it's, wrong it's, answer. It's a, it's a scene like that, that exposes the show yes. for the fraud. Yes, it is. It like, is. The show, the show's mantra yes. or their, their goal is to find love and to find a match for everybody. Yes. And then you have two women agreeing to being kissed at the same time. And yeah, that's, that's basically, so speaking of kissing two at the same time, the guy that eventually does it for the first time is this guy named Logan. Yeah. I, I don't see it. I, I, I turned to my girlfriend, yeah. Christina, and I'm like, maybe I'm missing something or I don't understand it. And she agrees. He looks like he's like missing a chromosome or yeah, something. He is, yeah. He's got a weird hair going on, but they both, they both love the guy. Yeah. Uh, he shows up with uh, two baby chicks. Yes. Yep. And he says he's got to be he's got to get used to being around two chicks. Yeah, and so he literally has two chicks in his hands. Yeah. I'm thinking that. I mean, wh- when is that going? When are you going to get rid of those? Like, what does the producer have to do with those chicks? Like, what happens? It just seemed like a weird intro, but they both loved him. Yeah, no, but then um, there's one after it that's much worse. Oh, are you going to talk about Quincy? Well, before him, Tino. Shows up, he drives up in a forklift. Drives up. That's right. and look, if I own the if I own the bachelor mansion, I'd be like, "Are you gonna buy me a new driveway?" Because it looks like it wasn't it was fucking it up. But then he drives up on a, a forklift, and he goes, "Just so you know," he's like, "Yes, I do work in construction." Cause he's a, he's a, um, he's a contractor. He goes, I do work in construction, so I'm good with my hands. And I just want to tell you, you're forking gorgeous. And then, <laughs> you two are forking gorgeous. Yeah, you two are forking gorgeous. And then I think it's Rachel says, I don't think anyone can top Tino's entrance. I, I mean, <laughs> well, how about just walking up and saying, hi, my name's Tino. Nice to meet you. Yeah. You know, I think you both look great. Like let's, uh, I, you know, I, I hope to get to know you better. That would be better than what Tino did. Yeah, I love that. I yes. and, and by I'm in construction. Could mean he anything. even kind of expresses this like he's not the one on the floor. No, no, or doing like when he says he's in construction, yeah. that means he's probably you know the, the foreman or or, or he contracts yes. out. Or, yeah, he's not the actual guy doing and, it. But anyway, and and look. You know, Cal OSHA says if you're going to drive a forklift, you got to f- have training on that. Do you think they went through a training or he had to show a certification? <laughs> I don't think so. Right. Um, so I thought you were going to talk about Quincy, who came shortly after. Um, now, Quincy, I asked I asked our friend Reality Steve, where have I seen this guy? He looks so familiar. Oh, I didn't know if it was an actor or what, but he kind of looks like LaShawn McCoy a little bit. Um, yep, and he does. Shady McCoy. Yeah. Right, so Quincy in Miami shows up, and he says something very curious. He's a life coach in, oh, no. out of Florida, out of Miami. He that's says, not um, a job. There was life coaches like, last season, too. No, I mean, if you're a life coach, that's, that's your way of saying, I am unemployed looking to be an influencer. Yes, exactly, that's, that's exactly. Much much like Tremaine, who's, um, who's lists his occupation as crypto guy. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so he says uh, to the women, Quincy says, just to let you know how intentional I am and how serious I am about this, I haven't had sex for about a year and a half. 
<laughs> and then he says, I'm sa- I'm saving it for the right person. But they, <laughs> but they only announced these two broads as the bachelorettes like four months ago. Yeah, but a, a year and a half. Yeah. The guy is, what, 28? Yeah. A year and a half. Yeah. That's how intentional he is. And then he says he's saving it for the right person. They, the girls both kind of look at each other because is Quincy not aware of the fact that they just had sex with the same guy six months ago? Like sex is not a, <laughs> is not a issue with these women. Like there's everyone's, everyone's having sex with everybody. Well, so it's fine. Maybe he's like cleansed, you know, like he's gone, he went 18 months without dipping it. And so basically it's like, he's, he's a com- completely uh, pure at this point. <laughs> so, um, one thing that becomes like a thing with um, with the limo introductions are a lot of people refer to Clayton like they think they're they're getting in good with the girls by trashing the ex, and we all know in in real life you don't bring up the ex in the first ever the first day. You never bring it up, right? But many many of these guys do, you and you don't bring up your ex. You don't bring up her ex. You're t- I'm talking about me and you. There's no one else in the world except you. Yeah. Like that's it. We're talking about our future, not some Easter Island dude. Go on. So it all culminated after like ten guys brought his name up, and they have Gabby and Rachel being like, "Okay, you know, we've heard enough about Clayton. We don't need to hear his name anymore." It culminated in some dude, Alex from Houston. He hired like a choir of teenagers to sing a song about how much Clayton sucks. Couldn't couldn't fast forward fast enough. That was yeah. horrible. I mean, just yeah. le- legitimately like gave me the chills. Had to look away from the screen. Couldn't deal with it. But it was it was like it was probably five minutes of the song. Like the editors and producers just let it go on and on. Like, they literally could have stopped it three minutes short of what it did, but the fast obviously felt like five minutes. They must have had something to do with the lyrics yeah. because they just kept they kept it in, wow. thinking it was a cool thing. And then Alex introduces himself, or what? I don't even remember what he. He's a real short guy. Yeah, um, no, that's not going to work out. He's- this guy James from Illinois. Yeah. His uh, his job is a meatball specialist. Oh my god! And they, they call him Meatball. And he brings out like a gargantuan, like one of those party trays submarine sandwiches of meatballs. Yeah, meatball sandwich. Yeah, and, and, and he does something. And, he does something later that you, I know, you hated. Oh yeah, f- yeah, food on the body. But like, I just get the feeling that James is all about attempting to take advantage of every second he gets on national TV oh, sure. to promote his meatball yeah. industry. Like, yeah. That, and it just seems so obvious, and yeah. I, I, I fought the producers for yeah. for falling for this. I tell you what, um, I tell you what. Oh, can you go wrong with a good meatball sub? No, they're delicious. You ever, you ever go to Beach City's Deli in uh, in uh, Santa Monica, Bay Cities? No, it's fantastic. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah it's fantastic. I've driven past. It's it. It's great. You're you're gonna pay like nineteen bucks for that, right? Well, I mean, that's what. This, Inflation. That's what a sandwich is going for. It's good though. You should stop next time. I've heard. Yeah. Uh, so Roby, Roby the magician. Um, no, fuck that. There's a magician. There's a magician in like yet again, just like the meatball guy. Yeah. It's it's so obvious from the very beginning that Roby is like 
Maybe he's a magician at the uh, yeah. the Magic Castle yeah. in Los Angeles. Where like, he just wants to get as much yeah. publicity as possible before he gets let go. He's, you know, he just you know his card greatest trick. trick is is making vaginal moisture disappear. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. He just he just starts doing tricks in front of the ladies. Oh, never, oh. yeah, never addresses them by name. Oh, never introduces himself. Yeah. And then, and then when he gets a chance to sit down with the ladies, yeah. and and this becomes a thing because they don't sit down with everybody. When he gets an audience with the ladies, he does magic tricks no, in front of them. No, no, it's this is a guy that hides behind his. You know, he doesn't he doesn't want to like interact like on a real level. So he he's got his magic there. And look, anybody that's read the game, fantastic book by Neil Strauss about these pickup artists, dude, this is like knowing the, the greatest pickup artist of all time. Of course, I'm talking about mystery. His, his thing was magic too. They, you go to a bar and you wear a funny hat and then you, and then you insult a girl and then you do a magic trick and then boom, you're getting laid. Like that's their plan. This guy's obviously a pickup artist and you don't, you don't want that around. It's toxic. <laughs> you know mystery jason you know mystery from the game you know he, he had a show on vh1 too where he, i know nothing i know nothing mystery? about the game Unbelievable. i know nothing about the game i know nothing great. about uh mystery great i got yeah. um the only game i know i think was a christopher one of christopher nolan's earlier movies with michael douglas and uh sean Penn. i believe that's david fincher oh fincher it was a fincher. yeah it's that's I a swear. fantastic movie Good call. Yeah. Um, so they go to the the guys in the house, right? And it's starting to get really packed because it's it's many more guys than they usually have. They usually have upwards of 30. I think there's more like 40 guys. And guess what comes up? They have the guys talking about, um, I'm not even sure how this is going to work. You know yeah, how this is going to work? I know. I know. Yeah. So, so one guy goes, one guy goes, we got two. De- we, he's like, we got two bachelorettes. It's a different ball game. <laughs> it, I mean, we got two. N- this has never happened before. Two bachelorettes. I mean, how is this going to work? I mean, it's it's you got twice as ma- m- many opportunities to find love. Like what's like? What do you need to know? Yeah, yeah. It's it would be better if there were six bachelorettes. Like what? It's a different ball game. It's it's better. You got a better chance. Um. So, uh. By the way, cup the. A couple of things that came out of the limousine twins. Yeah. Uh, they could not be less interesting or a bigger waste of time than the twins. Um, oh, so you, Jason, you know how I feel about adult twins, right? This is, this should not be allowed. Were, were they kicked off? I hope. What if they only kick one off that also they had, there were two identical dudes and zero socks between them. Yeah, no, that was a look to. I mean, in this entire yes. uh, cast, yes. um, there the no socks with the kind of um, flood pants, yes. you know, yes. high high up on the on the on the ankle, look. and then no socks. Look. That's kind of the look. I, if that's a young look, that's cool. No, it's um, a bad look. And, and look, look, twins, identical twins, identical twins, within the sound of my voice. I'm sorry. I don't. I mean, people might not tell you this, but you kind of freak us out. It's best if you're not in the same place at the same time. 
It's it's hard it's, for us to deal with. Jason, you know you know about the um the Rogers twins? There's one on the Padres and one on the one on the um uh, their relief pitchers. You know that sub- you know the, the submariner giant. for the Giants? The Giants and the Padres. Yeah, his yep. twin brother and one the um the Giants guys right-handed and the and the Padres guys left-handed because they're mirror image twins. Yeah. That's not safe. Well, we can't have that. This is- well, these twins, I think these twins basically, uh, everything that you hate and are scared yep. about yep. twins, they, these twins meet. Like, they admit that they they live together, that they went to the same college, yes. and they could feel each other's presence from across the campus. Yeah. Like, just weird shit. Like, it even weirded out Gabby and Rachel. Of course, it weirds out everybody. Is- yeah, and they a very uncomfortable yes. uh, conversation. Remember the remember uh, the Bryan brothers, the the greatest doubles team of all time. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. live together with their wives. Yeah. That's normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you basically have your just to kind of move this along. You have your typical post limousine um, scene where now it's time for everybody to talk to each other. Uh, so you'll have the, the 40 cast members talking talking among those themselves. Yep. And then you'll have the sporadic conversations with the women, together with the women. And it was just really kind of boring. Do, do, the, do, are you like me when you see the limousine show up and you're like, oh, The Bachelor? That's There's only two places that limousines still exist on The Bachelor <laughs> and to give you a ride to a strip club in Las Vegas. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, so uh, the twins sit down in front of both of them, and they're both bored. Yeah. The magic guy sits down in front of both of them, Horrible. and they, they bore him to hell. Horrible. And then and then eventually they separate. And uh, Jordan, top fuel racer, Jordan Jordan V. Yes. Um, he's a top fuel racer. He's a drag racer. He's the guy that 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 basically just sits there and does nothing. And then the rocket behind him um, pushes them down the track. Yeah. And then they, they pull the uh, parachute and, and everybody's no like, I hope he burns to death. Yeah. There's zero skill to it at all. And, she, but she keeps calling him a race car. I know, driver, I know. And he doesn't, he doesn't correct her. And, like, and, and also not to spoil it, but later on his one-on-one date, he goes, you know, uh, I'm a drag racer and people just don't understand what I do. People <laughs> And I'm like, it's literally the easiest thing to understand. Everyone understands what you do. It's, you can see right. it. You you drive a quarter mile straight on a 2000 horsepower rocket with a, with a parachute for brakes. That's it. Yes. I don't know what skill it takes other than just being a, a the dumb guy that says I'll do it. Are you so you're not um, a big John Force guy? Yeah, that that's the thing too. It's like John Force and a couple of those other guys. I forget the other guy. What's his name? Um, funny, funny car king. Yes, I, John, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. It must have nothing to do with the driver and everything to do with uh, how people build that rocket that's behind it. It's like <laughs> John and also that name John Force like come on as he made that up he he, he wanted that name so he could be a, a drag racer and like he burned to death a couple times but he was fine and then he's a big drunk and then he retired 
And then some other guys won. And then John Force came back and he just, he's like 70 and he still wins races. Like what's going, how do you call this a sport? And also so loud. Okay, go on. And by the way, his daughter is Ashley Force, right. the first female drag racer of all time. But but, <laughs> but also, isn't does, doesn't she like do sidelines on TBS or something? Does she? Okay, I don't know. no, no, that's that's another Ashley. Oh, okay. yeah, that's, uh, right. What's her name? That's another Force. I think. Right. So, um, <laughs> so basically, he he takes her out to show her a drag racing car, and she's very impressed. And like Jordan's angle is. Since you fly planes and I do drag racing, we both only us could relate to doing these two things. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that means, but they both do risky things and they could both relate. And um and Rachel kept anticipating a kiss because she wanted a kiss from this kid. Oh. And by kid, I mean he seems like he's 18 years old. Which kid? Uh, this guy Jordan V, the, the top fuel racer. Oh, right. Yeah. Um and she says, you know, off camera, you know, he didn't kiss me. You know, it was a perfect opportunity. And she said, Clayton kissed me uh, on the first night. And and everyone in the audience who's watching at that very minute says, you mean the guy that kissed about half of the people on the first night and fucked three women? That, that guy? Yeah, you're right. He did. And how, how did that end up, you know? Um, Mario seems like a really good dude. Black guy. Um, he hits it off with Gabby yeah. again. Gabby's fun. Gabby's yeah. not very complicated. I think that's what the best way to put she, it. She's and, she's very um Botox. So if she doesn't like you, you can't really tell. So I think yeah. that's, that gives her an advantage because her uh her face her uh the muscles in her face don't move at all. Yeah, it's it it is it's more distracting this year than it was in the last season. Yeah. I think she got some more work done. She got toxed for the season, and they she got overtoxed. I think she her thing was there's a younger cast member, and and I'm going to be compared to her all season, literally, and I need to get a lot more work done. And yeah. it, it's just not it didn't work. I but, agree. Um, I agree. She's got a great personality now, Mario. This black dude who loves to dance and he loves to just kind of have a good time. She, he's the first person that kisses anybody on the show. He kisses Gabby. Uh, that goes fine because she gives him the first rose. Now, this is important. Yeah. She gives him the first rose. Yep. Now, just just keep that, keep that in mind as I describe this next part. So at some point, Jesse comes by and he puts uh, two roses down on the table in front of 30 dudes. And every single season, the same thing plays out. Yep. You have to have the cast members be like, now it just got real. Yeah. They use the exact same terminology. <laughs> yeah, it just got real. Yeah. As soon as Jesse came in with the roses, I mean, it just got real. Just, now, now, now we're playing. Now we're playing for keeps. I am. You know, yeah. Everyone just kind of got very intense. Yep. There's two roses on the table, yep. and um, Gabby gives one to Mario. Uh, Rachel gives the first impression rose to Tino, who is the forklifter. Now, and he's an Italian dude yep. from LA. I think he's actually from out here in Santa Clarita. Oh, really? Um, I thought it said um, Playa del Rey. I think he lives there, but oh. uh, there was a Santa Clarita piece that says he's, I think he went to high school. Up here oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. 
Which makes sense. She gives the first impression Rose to an Italian. Her dad's in the mafia. Yep. It, it's a it's a very safe pick. Yep. Um, so Tino and and, and uh, Mario got the first rose. The problem is, um, the ladies want to do something different, and yeah. there's the rules to the show, and then there's whatever people want to do nowadays. So yeah, usually so, the show goes like this: yeah. limousines, cocktail hour. Uh, and then we're going to get, we're going to cut the fat and get rid of the people and do a rose ceremony. And then that's the end of the first episode. Well, well, the girls say, um, we want to do something different and we'll send home the boring guys, but we're going to keep most of these guys. Is that okay? And Jesse's like, this is your journey. See this bullshit. There used to be rules to this shit. And then out of the fucking blue, Nick vile shows up in the middle of the season, he's not even a cast member. He's like, I just want to be here. And then Caitlin has sex with him. And then she's like, guys, Nick Vile's a contestant now. And we fucked last night. Like, what is this? Or, or how about um, Chad Johnson? Yep. Not the one that you did videos with. He, a different Chad Johnson that does his own videos. <laughs> he got, he gets kicked off the show and he's like, yeah, I'm not leaving. And they're like, I guess Chad's not leaving. Like, what is what happened to the rules? So they they basically say we're canceling the rose ceremony and we're going to bring the majority of you yeah. onto the next episode. Yeah, Cuz these and- little Gen Z pussies can't have their feelings hurt on TV, so they they walk them outside and they're like, "Hey, sorry guys, you know, just like they get they they have to get like a um a therapist there to like help them take the bad news because they've never heard bad news before and they're like yeah you know it's just there's no connection also um what's her name Rachel is what do they call the guy on Hard Knocks that's like comes and tells you to get your playbook <laughs> she's yeah she's like that guy. she's she, she's like the like really she's in charge of giving the bad news. Like you can tell Gabby doesn't want to do it. And Rachel's like littler and like tough. And she's like, so look, you know, sorry, no connection. Beat it. You can tell. And I think somebody on Twitter hit us with this or somebody, yeah. maybe it was somebody. Else. Um, Rachel is going to be the mouthpiece for both. That's what of I'm them, saying. Right? Yeah. Gabby, Gabby is not necessary. She's not articulate. She's there to have fun. And like, Every time she does talk, it's it's usually preceded with a, uh, yeah, um, and then she'll say something nonsensical. So Rachel is a little bit more on point than Gabby. So she's going to be the mouthpiece. She pulled. They they said um, they pulled them all in the same room, and they're they're like, hey, um, the two twins and the magician, could we talk to you? Yeah. And they pulled them aside yeah. and said, sorry, no connection, um, and they're out. But literally, the rest of the cast members are going on to the next episode, which is a first. And and back to what you had said initially, which is the producers did not anticipate this, and there literally is no, there aren't enough beds for as many guys in the house. Yeah. Oh, right. That's the thing. And but of course they did anticipate this because it's all set up. Now, do you think that the producers were like, "Hey, we made a big mistake by um, having these twins here because if they're staying in the house." They're probably going to start harvesting souls because they're <laughs> wizards. And the right. um, and so they're like, Gabby, oh. like before things get out of hand, we could have a whole different kind of show here where well, you got to get rid of them. And that's why they sent the twins out. 
Probably. Yeah. Having twins was just a real lame idea. Yeah. And it didn't have any follow through and it came off really bad yeah. anyway. So, because um, you know, they're going to do the, the closet time, you know, you know how twins do it. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. So, so that was the first episode. It, it basically, the cliffhanger is look, we got all these dudes now. We're breaking the rules and what's going to happen next? Well, what happens next is, there's a rainy Los Angeles day, which I know that throws the produ- production way off. Like you just don't anticipate a rainy LA day. And they're talking about overcast and how rainy it is. And what the hell could we do since we can't go on a group date with everybody? Well, they come up with the idea to put everybody in speedos and do a talent contest. Yep. So, and, and the reason why they they extended the cocktail hour and they 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 basically uh, canceled the rose ceremonies because they they just didn't have enough time to talk with the all the guys. Well, what what is there a better way to talk with guys than to have them literally naked in front of you yeah. doing a talent? Perfect. It's perfect. That's the only other way to get to know somebody. Perfect. It, so these, I guess, these speedos were uncomfortably small and they showed a lot because there was a lot of black boxes around. Yeah. But you never know if they're doing that on purpose. Shout out to the guy that was stuffing though. That's a good, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, Stuff, stuff, speedo, Um, a ton of guys in the house. Now um, there was like, I think Gabby at some point when the guys got up with speedos and started talking, she said something about I didn't know where to where to look. Like I didn't know where to put my eyes. You look right at their dick. And, but it's it was up. complaining. Like, yeah. and I'm thinking, you're the one who came up with fucking a talent contest with speedos. I know. Um, and the dude who was so, was it was it Quincy that rocked the Borat thing? You know, you know, he's got a fucking uh, massive dick because oh he yeah. threw on the Borat thing, and he's like, I don't care who sees my dick; it's fucking huge. I think there there were a couple of guys, including Quincy, that were like. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that the speedo idea is in my favor because yep. I I'm carrying I'm carrying a lot down there. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah. I'm packing. Was, was one of them. I'm packing, yeah. so to speak. And I mean, then they start repping out. They're like, oh, if we're gonna be in speedos, we better start repping out push-ups. And then like the guy that looks like Fabio's doing dips, and like guys are doing like those leg things you know where you hang and you like pull your legs up to um get your to like engage your abs like. Okay, we get it. You know, they're all pretty much jacked. And the ones, honestly, like the ones that aren't jacked, like the meatball guy, even though he put fucking spaghetti sauce on himself, like you stand out a little bit more if like it's all cookie cutter, you know? Oh, cool. Another guy with abs, you know? Broads don't, I mean, women don't want abs. I, they want a man. I, tur- I turned to Christina at some point and I, I got the same feeling about three seconds into the Speedo uh, scene I got the same feeling on the speedos that I got with the volleyball scene from Top Gun. Like this, this was this entire scene was made for housewives in the Midwest and gay men. Yeah, yeah, totally. This entire like it's not serving most of the audience. It's 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 housewife porn uh, for the you know religious uh, uh, Midwest women, and then it's. Then it's for gay men. Yeah, yeah. Women um, don't. Women don't want eight pack abs. They want no. two pack ears. Right. Yeah, they don't, don't want, want a listener. Yeah. Women don't want speedos. Period. Yeah. Um, no. So 
that that was basically it and they i guess they got to know people better but it was to me it was just kind of embarrassing there was a the of course meatball the the, the italian guy poured pasta sauce all over his chest yeah as he was uh as he was disgusting. doing his talent disgusting. i don't know if that's a talent pouring no yes spaghetti yeah. sauce on your chest well i mean as someone who has no talent like me i don't know what the fuck i would do at least he came up with something I guess so. But, and and, um, and somebody, I think it's Rachel, who I like, says he smells just like spaghetti sauce. Yeah, good one. Yeah, it's because he good. poured it all over his body. Like <laughs> if he poured motor oil all over himself, you'd be like, oh, he smells like a gas station. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's gonna smell like spaghetti sauce for the rest of the day. <laughs> and that room yes. is gonna smell like spaghetti Very sauce. Very acidic. That- yeah. Does that shit ever fucking leave no, that sign? No. Um, so, um, God, so they they get the speedos off and whatever that that served again. Housewives and um, in in gay men, but uh, this they they turn it into another kind of group date thing. And Brendan, God bless this guy, bartender from Carlsbad, yeah. Brendan. Yeah. Um, they say he's twenty three. He looks thirty eight, yeah. but that's not the point. The point that I'm making is this was maybe the quote of the two episodes. Um, and I brought this up with reality, Steve. Uh, Brendan says to Rachel as they're trying to get to know each other. Yeah. Um, I've traveled to almost every U S state. Um, I think I have like 13 or 14. Laps. <laughs> he says 12 or 14, <laughs> 12, 12 or 14. That's laps. like, that's like a third. <laughs> yeah. And and I he's like I hope I hope to get to all of them soon and and I'm like so how about how about this you've traveled it sounds like you traveled to 15 states I mean 30, 35, 35 states yeah just say that you've been to 35 states and at some point before you die you want to be to all 50 yeah. he says but he said verbatim I've traveled to almost every U S state yeah no I just have 12 or 14 left yeah. like. If you're gonna say almost every, yeah, if, this this would be a better example. Yeah, I've been I've been to almost every country in the world. Yeah, I've got like twelve or fourteen left. <laughs> yeah, that's different. Like I've been, you know, I've been to every star in the solar system. <laughs> I've only I've only got like twelve or fourteen left. J- Jason, this, this came up on the Baller Lifestyle podcast, of which I know you're an avid listener. Yeah, every, every I listen to every episode. What's the most forgettable state? Uh, New Hampshire. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a very forgettable state. Absolutely. North Dakota. That's also that came up. Yep. New. I I said Oklahoma. Eh, I don't know about that. Who remembers Oklahoma? What's it like? Name something about Oklahoma. Don't say Timothy McVeigh fans. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know. You know. You know what else is? You know what else is pretty fun. Forgettable, yeah. Delaware. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go on. Okay. Um, so I thought that was funny that you know he, he's been to almost every state. Yeah. Uh, now Logan, this, this becomes a thing now. Logan is the guy that I think has is missing a chromosome, but he's got weird hair, and he brought the two chicks, and they both really like him. Yeah. And what? And wait, he, one of them makes out with him. At some point. Well, Rachel, yeah. Rachel's, Rachel is kind of bored with the guy that has been to every U.S. state except for 12. Yeah, he's boring. And she's, bo- 
she's bored with other guys and she she's saying her internal dialogue is I, I I don't feel like the bachelorette. I just feel like a girl on a, on a show. Yeah, I, get and, that. Uh, I get that. Yeah. And, uh, and then Logan comes in. So yeah, she does, she does a very subtle thing and yeah. then invites him yeah. to, into a bedroom and they sit on a bed <laughs> and that's a very subtle and, and Logan, <laughs> Logan to, to his credit yeah. picks up on the not so subtle vibes and, and he just starts making out with yeah. her, which is, and he's got a good personality and he, he, he so Rachel's in love right now yeah. in this very moment. Yeah. And she's like, this is, Finally, somebody is treating me like a, a woman. I feel like the Bachelorette Logan is is so sexy and yeah. So little does she know that like Logan goes to Gabby next. Yeah, sits down with her and starts making out with Gabby. So I yeah. I didn't realize it was the same dude, the videographer the from San Diego. I'm like that kind of, that guy kind of looks like the girl that just the guy that just made out with the other girl. It was the same dude. So it's it's. I think it's the first of a number of these yeah. these moments yeah. where, where this guy's playing both sides. And by the way, the show and no bachelor or bachelorette can complain that guys are kissing more than one of them because right. every subject going back many years has kissed multiple contestants. Of course. It's just, for whatever reason, yeah. this is taboo. Now, so Logan kisses uh, kisses Gabby. Now you're thinking because Gabby and Rachel are sharing notes and they're very close and they're gonna they're gonna basically go through this entire thing with a lot of transparency. Like I like this guy, this guy's great. Well, the first kind of uh, glitch in the system is they get together after this meeting oh, yeah. and Rachel says, "Yeah, Logan and I made out." And I really like yeah. Logan. Yeah. And Gabby has a choice in that moment yeah. to say, I'm, he made out with me too. Yep. Or keep quiet. Yep. And she chose to keep quiet. Smart. You don't need to add details in there. Uh, it's an interesting choice yep. to keep quiet in that moment because it's the first time in the show, in the season, yep. that there's a little bit of, um, secrecy and duplicity yeah so but, we'll see how that plays well, out gabby's a team player you know she's like look she's like you really like him you know you're not getting much attention here she's like i could you know i kind of like him too but there's other dudes i like let me let you have this one you know you're you're staking claim here and you know what i'm cool with that go ahead and that that was exactly what basically Gabby explained to us. Gabby's again, Gabby's the one of the two that isn't, I don't get the, I just never got the feeling that she's looking for a husband. She's looking to have some fun. Yeah. So of course she's, she's more than willing to, to step on the grenade here and take it for the team. Yep. Now um, I will say this. So uh, Rachel gives Logan the rose and then Gabby gives us this Johnny guy, the rose. Um, keep in mind, Gabby just gave Mario a rose the night before, and Rachel gave somebody else a rose. I forget who it that's is. Four now. roses. Oh, those you roses know. don't you count. Got a rose. No, no, that's the thing. Oh, because those roses, a rose ceremony, so those roses are erased. They don't fucking count. Yeah, like, to me, it was like 
Why would that not count? But they don't count. Oh, so hold on. Literally, hold on. the first impression roses were for not. Well, hold on. I will say this, though. If we're going by bachelor history, and there are people that have done the analytics on this, there really needs to be, you know, you know, baseball reference, Jason? Yeah. There needs to be like bachelor reference. So you could be sure. like most like, you know, similar scores to blah, blah, blah. But if you if you follow The Bachelor and you and you care about this kind of thing, first impression rose is a super good indicator that you're going to be like one of the final four. So what you're saying is even though they don't have a rose and aren't protected, they they are still like symbolically going to stick around because they're they're poised to make a run. There's historically. These dudes, the first impression rose guys, they go deep. They go deep. They make a deep run in the game. Yep. Okay. So um, she gives a, a rose to Johnny and Gabby and and, uh, and Rachel gives a rose to to Logan, who's playing them both. Now, yep. back back at the house, yep. the very first villain of the season yep. comes through. So and- my multiple villains hypothesis has borne out the last few years rather than just because people get bored if you got a who was the um who was the really attractive one that i liked that everyone hated that ruined bachelor in paradise forever when she said the blonde yes who went yeah the blonde who uh who accused some dude of raping her yeah what i forget her name so her or like Chad Johnson's another good example where they would just try to string out one person as the villain for the whole season. But the thing is you get bored of them and you, they always keep them around two episodes too long. So they do something that they should definitely be kicked off the show for, but they don't get kicked off the show. And everybody's like, this is bullshit. Why is Chad Johnson still around? So they got wise to that. So now they have a multiple villain technique. And in this season, Chris was your first villain. Correct. And, and just, uh, uh, for the record, Corinne Olympia. Corinne was the, uh, yeah. was the villain. Um, so, um, Chris, who's a weird dude. Either he's either an actor plant or a weird dude. Um, I, I like your now, theory on that. So Chris is talking to all the dudes back at the house and he um, initiates and brings up the fantasy suites. Yeah. When I make, when I make it to the fantasy suites, when I, you know, when I'm winning the game and I'm in the fantasy suites, yep. if either of them have sex with other yeah. dudes yeah. before me, yeah. that's a deal breaker. Have you ever seen the um, show? <laughs> right, right. Get, so, um, get ready to have your deals broken. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. So, um, so as he's talking to these dudes, you're thinking, "All right, this is obvious that those guys now are going to tell on him because that's the nature of the show." He's already, he's already like factoring himself into a fantasy suites, which is a big no-no. He's already talking about sex, which with these two women in particular, you probably don't want to bring up sex in the fantasy suites. That's no. that's one thing you just no. don't want to. Like, yeah, like it, like literally, if you if you meet uh, a woman on Tinder and you figure out at some point soon, sooner than later, that her dad uh, died in nine eleven, <laughs> you probably don't. You probably don't want to bring up the twin towers in nine eleven. 
at any at any point uh, as you're dating. So them. you're that's, saying that's like on like you go you do the coffee date and you don't say anything, and then you have the second date and you're in a bar and you're like, that Tower Seven's pretty weird, right? <laughs> Fucking fell out of nowhere, like nothing even hit it. What do you think about so, what are your uh, thoughts? What do you think? What do you think your dad would have thought about that? Have you ever seen Loose Change? Is, is that yeah, what that yeah is? no, no. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up. <laughs> you don't want to bring up Loose no, Change. No, you don't. You definitely don't. You don't. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so uh, Chris, Chris brings up you know two sensitive things. Like, I'm playing to win. I'm going to make it to the fantasy suites. And when I do, they better not tell me that they're having sex with any other dudes <laughs> because that's a deal breaker. Yeah. So, uh, so of course the people, the guys that are listening, you could tell are listening to eventually tell the subject. So, and maybe maybe this, maybe this made more sense to you, Jason, because they go, if you get there, if you get to the, um, fantasy suites, you know, level to that episode, which is the third to last episode of the season, they go, are you going to tell them before that before you go to fantasy suites that, Hey, if you fuck these other guys, I'm out or not. And he's like, "Mm, I don't know. That depends. I might tell him after. And it's like, well, if it's such, if it's such a big deal to you, like why, I don't understand how there could be a situation where he wouldn't like, it's the, it's the second episode of the season. And he's saying, Oh, I'm not down with that. So why wouldn't he make that clear to them on the eighth episode of the season? If he's saying it to the guys on the first episode of the season, was there something deeper to that? Or was it just a a completely just, he was contradicting himself there. Yeah. He was an actor that got his lines. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. That's the explanation I needed. They were like, are you going to ask her, are you going to tell them beforehand or, or after they've done it? And he's like, well, it depends. What do you mean? Depends. It, you, you need to either come out now, like you're doing, you know, eight weeks ahead of time, or not. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that was so that kind of plants the seed of who the villain is for the episode, and make it clear to everybody that there's going to be tattletaling involved. Which of course, tattletaling is uh, when cast members yes. choose yes. to tell the subject yes. about the villain, and then they get right into the friend zone, yes. exactly. and that friend. Then the friend zone on the bachelor means they're going to be you're going to be kept for that episode and the next yep. one, but may, but but you're never going to be in the final. I, couple I actually stuff. wrote something down about that. Guys narking on Chris get friend zoned. So just like I was saying earlier, that the that the first impression rose is nearly always a good indicator of somebody that's going to make it to the final four. Likewise. Being the guy that tells the girl what the other guys are saying in the house is yeah. a guarantee of you making it to like episode six, just out of pity. They just, yeah, they and- just don't, they just don't see you as a legitimate. You're not an alpha. These, these women want a fucking guy that doesn't give a fuck what other people are saying. They want a guy that's only thinking about her. And if you're coming in, you're like, hey, I, you know, I don't want to be the one to tell you, but you're uh, this Chris. He was saying some shit if you want to know. You're, immediately, they just do not see you in the same way that they see the other guys in the house that don't traffic in that bullshit. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like when you become... 
when you get in that friend zone with the woman, yep. like you're never going to go any further than that. Yep. There's not going to be any sexual content, but if she has like a last minute yep. cancellation for a concert or something, yes, she'll, she'll, she'll throw you that bone yes. because you, you did to her that solid. Now, that gift is usually one or two segments of yeah. being on national television. Yes. And you get to travel to whatever city they go to next or whatever, but you're not going to win. You're not going to win the no, show. Um, you're, they, they like you in the sense that they know that you probably won't roofie them, but they don't like you in the sense that they're, yeah. they're thinking about having children with you and living a life together. You've, you've taken yourself out of that because you, you, you're a captain save a hoe. You're, you're just coming in there and you're all of a sudden you're one of the girls. You're just, you're, you're gossiping and you look like a little bitch and you're, you're trying to help a little too much rather than trying to sweep her off her feet and fucking make her feel special. That's exactly it. They want an alpha and, and Rachel specifically. Yes. Wants like she's a talent. You get the vibe by the end of this first one-on-one, you get the vibe that Rachel wants to, I know she wants to be an independent modern woman, but she she wants a guy that takes charge, a guy that's confident in himself and calls the shots. And so that leads perfectly to the next thing I was about to say, which is Rachel gets the first one-on-one of the entire season, and she chooses the uh, the drag racer, or as she calls it, race car driver, which are two completely different things. Um uh, she chooses Jordan to go on her first one-on-one date. Now, Jordan keeps playing the angle that we both do risky things and we're both, we both very much relate to that. And she's buying into that and yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do this, uh, they do this flight where there's uh, no gravity machine. So they're up in the air and he's more of a pussy than she is about it. And it was whatever. But the whole time she's thinking, I really like this guy. He's a sweet dude. He's saying all the right things, but I just, there's no there there. Like, in other words, I'm not attracted to this guy. Yep. And by the yep. way, don't blame her. Like, he's a really sweet kid with a nice backstory. Like, he's talking about his divorced parents yep. and how he was the youngest sibling and he took on a lot of that. Like, no, I think he was the oldest. Sister. Wasn't he the oldest? Also, he's like, um, the oldest sibling. By youngest, I meant oldest. Right. That's yeah. yeah that's it. usually what it means. Also, like Jason, you have a sister. And now, now I won't. I won't. I won't ask you how old your sister is because I don't. You know, maybe you don't want to share that. But I, I, I'm confident that you know how old your sister is. I know how old my siblings are. And she's like, "Do you have any siblings?" And he's and he goes, "Yeah, I have a sister." Um, I think she's around like 22 or something like that. And it's like, you don't know how, like, you know how old your siblings are. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. kind of weird. So, so that was one of the things we were talking yeah. about at the, at the, um, and because this is a new season, I mean, I need to kind of introduce these things that we typically hit on every single time that there's a dinner where they talk about serious things. Yeah. They don't and it's the food. a kosher thing in recent seasons where yeah. the dinner becomes the place where you talk about the worst tragedy in your life. I was waiting for that because the, the, wor- the worst kind of thing that happened to you, you save for dinner over uneaten food, uh, over uneaten food in the lobby of a closed hotel directly in front of the stairs. And that's the key thing is uneaten. Like, yeah. They don't talk. They food. never yeah. fucking eat their food yeah. on the show. 
And he starts telling her about his, you know, divorced parents, and he was the oldest sibling, and he had, he took the brunt of it. Yeah. A real sad story. Yeah. And she she did a thing that contestants uh, nowadays are doing, which is she sits there and she says, "I need a minute," yeah. and she Just walks off set. Yeah. She walks yeah. off set to talk to a producer. Yeah. This is a new and tactic. She's like, she's like, this guy is perfect. He's great looking. He's so sensitive. He's saying all the right things, but I don't, I'm not, there's just something missing. And I don't blame her that you need to be attracted. You want to be like viscerally attracted to somebody. And this is just a kid who has a great story and is a nice guy. Well, they did, they did go, they did go flying in that, um, the plane, the zero gravity plane. And he was being a real big puss about that. So oh, he was, and, he was, and, and she noticed, and she noticed, and she mentioned it, and also, I don't know if you know this, Jason, and I'm not sure. Maybe you can clue me in on this. Is Rachel a pilot? Yeah, yeah, I think I think they mentioned that. So, they, but so they go up, and she's like, "You're being a real puss about this," and he's like, "Oh, I'm afraid of heights." Well, being in a plane is not heights. Like being on the climbing a mountain is heights. Like. Being in a plane is being afraid of crashing. It's not being afraid of heights. Then they do, they do do the, um, they do go to zero gravity. Now, here's the thing. If you're ever, if you're ever in a position to do zero gravity, it's like almost a requirement that you immediately have sex with whoever you're with. (laughs) Because it's like, you have to be able to say I had sex in zero gravity, but they couldn't do that because she wasn't attracted to him. Cause he was being a real bitch about going in an airplane. Yep. I think that was the, that was the problem. Yeah. That was what you first sensed. Yes. Like Rachel, you could tell, and this is probably her mafia background. Like, <laughs> she, she wants something rough around the edges. Yes. She wants a bad boy. A she wants, she she wants a guy that's going to grab yes. her by the back of the hair yes. and do really dirty things to her. Yes. God God bless her. Like and, yes. and Jordan is not going to be that guy. He's just a sweet kid. Yeah. Who has a nice story and yeah. well, um, and he, also so, he's a drag racer and people don't understand what that is. <laughs> yeah, drag racer. Yeah. Um so she she basically tells the kid like I'm sorry, like I'm just there's something missing here. You're a great guy. You're cut. And then she She's the first, uh, the first time in the entire season when she uses the go-to "Can I walk you out," which is really the way that um, subjects over over the seasons over the last twenty years have like a, a way to alleviate the pressure and awkwardness. Just say, "Can I walk you out?" It seems like when they say that, all the pressure's gone. Like, and, and the subject usually says, "Yeah, you can," and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, it alleviates kind of the awkwardness of the breakup. Yep. She does that. And um, she's she's really heartbroken about it. The problem is the producer set up a a group to serenade them. Yeah. That they were supposed yes. to, they were yeah. supposed to they were supposed to dance yes. alone together well, in front of a yes. Caucasian, not Caucasian band. Yes. Ashley, uh, Ashley something and Brett Young. I'm almost positive that Brett Young is a repeat bachelor he's seems, like a bachelor staple a regular player. he seems very familiar so so this is the first i have to give this show uh the credit they did something for the first time 
she she kicks the guy to the curb <clears throat> before the band could play, and they have to have Rachel say, "Yeah, um, which really sucks because we were I was really looking forward to dancing to a song by Ashley Cook and Brett Young." Like she had to say that on camera to get that ob- obligatory mention of the of the of the group in, <clears throat> and the group surprisingly enough turns into a very Caucasian country, not country band. And yeah, they literally play their biggest song in front of nobody. There was three minutes of a song. Yeah. Sung for Rachel B roll of Rachel. Just uh, walking around looking contemplative. Yeah. She was just standing there swaying. I mean, I always fast forward through the song anyway, but it was so awkward. I mean, it's there, you know, they're, contracted to have their song played on the bachelor. That's how they're going to sell a record, you know? Yes. Yes. And so, and they literally had Rachel sit in the, in this, in the fan section, but just sit there and look sad. Yeah. Uh, And of course she wonders, am I ever going to find a guy? Am I, since the very first date um, of 40, it didn't work out. She's like, am I, am I ever going to find my true love? I don't know. Ever going. I mean, if I can't go on a national TV show to find my love, am I ever going to find a love? And she starts questioning. Herself, well, they do. You know? They do say um, early at the very in the first episode. I can't remember if it was Rachel or um, Gabby where they're like, I'm just so excited that I have the chance to find love. Yeah. You're- the, the only chance you have is on a season with 40 dudes. Yeah. Everyone has the chance well, to find love. You don't need to be on a game show to find love. Yeah. And and that's, what's funny is that your chance to find love on a show that is inherently uh, made by producers to put things in your way of being in love, right. to create obstacles and to, to literally sometimes drive you crazy emotionally to instead of falling in love, yeah. uh, but anyways, um, Gabby does her one on one. It's a it's a black dude named Nate, really cool kid. Um, the the date is come to my place. Uh, so he goes to their mansion. Yeah. Which I, I've summarized. I've, I've surmised that it's up kind of up where I live in Santa Clarita or like uh, or uh, Castaic or or yeah. something up here, kind of. It, 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 in the mountain Calabasas, maybe like not too far from not too far from the boo maybe. other mansion. yeah maybe yeah so she says come to my place he goes to her her and rachel's place yeah. and and rachel's there they they actually have the other woman there she's, like she's greeting like, she's like having avocado toast in the kitchen look that's Probably. i don't know about you but it's <laughs> like i've seen this porno like, yeah, right you know oh my oh that's just my roommate yeah. Yeah. So so Nate Nate tells us, you know, on the on the camera in camera interview like I need to tell Gabby about the most important thing in my life. I'm yeah. a father. I yeah. have a daughter. Yep. And and I was thinking yep. this like cuz he literally says I need to tell her about the most important thing in my life. It's my daughter. Yeah. And I was thinking as well like and then the the second most important thing in my life, my son with my other baby mama. <laughs> no. <right? laughs> no, I wasn't thinking that. Nate is a Nate is a formidable dude. He's a good looking guy. Really, yeah, he's, really. He's confident. Like this guy's 
poised to make, barring some sort of, you know, people maybe have an issue with him having a kid or whatever. This is, he could, he could make a, a deep run. You know, he's got, he's, oh. he's an engineer. So, you know, he's an educated he's, guy. He's everything. I think Gabby is in this for, she's yeah. not here to find a husband yeah. and she even admits, yeah. I don't even know if I'm ready to be a mother. Or yeah, no. She, she's here to fuck the best looking guy available. Yeah. And he is, he's a thoroughbred. So, yes. Um, so, so they actually have a cool date. The fucking a helicopter picks them up on a helicopter yeah. pad outside their fucking mansion. I mean, it's pretty much, an, and it's one of those like three million dollar. It's like a James Bond helicopter, like fucking attack helicopter. It's like really bitching. It's like the one where the fucking landing gear goes inside. Look, I'm terrified. We're talking about we're talking about a quality yeah. private helicopter, not the one that Kobe flew. <laughs> <laughs> right and you know they made sure the weather was clear that day they didn't they didn't take any chances now that now here, let me tell you something there's almost zero chance you'll ever catch me in a helicopter because much like kobe bryant r.i.p those things crash all the time and that's you know i'm just not messing with it now I'm, you don't know if if nate had the same is that was that his name nate had the same Maybe. kind of reservations because he's like, yeah, let's go. Look, I would have done the exact same thing. I would have pretended like it was no big deal and hopped on the helicopter. And he, and he does the thing. He's like, you know, he's like, he's like, I'm looking out these windows here and at, like, I'm seeing the, um, the whole um, coastline and it's so beautiful. He's like, but I'm not even looking outside. I'm just, I'm just looking at the most beautiful woman, Gabby. And I'm like, see, this is a good move because it's terrifying to look outside. So he's pretending, he's pretending like I can, like, I want to be looking outside because it's so amazing. Like what a, you know, we, we go over the bachelor mansion. Also, they've done this a bunch of times where they fly that with somebody goes in a helicopter or a plane and it flies over Pete, Pete, the pilot did it. Rebecca Kufrin did it. They go over the thing to make everybody jealous. And everybody's like, Oh, we just happen to be outside when they go by like they would even know. So they plays it right is what I'm saying. Then, then they do a hot tub thing. You're right. And the, uh, the date was actually, it was a, a Los Angeles cliche date. Hollywood. They literally, if, if, if I was to like go to a helicopter right now, like a shade Los Angeles helicopter tour, they would be like, I'll tell you what, we're going to take you over the bachelor mansion. Then we're going to take you over the Santa Monica pier. Yeah. Uh, everybody loves that place. Uh, and then, then we're going to show you the Hollywood sign. Yep. And then we're going to take you to, to uh, yeah, to Chavez Ravine, yeah. which that I have to admit, they set up this like portable hot tub on a, on a, on a, like a hill overlooking Dodger stadium, you know, as a guy who likes to hike the area, yep. I've never been. I've never been to that spot. I need to find that spot wherever the fuck they yeah. are. It's a really cool spot. That was pretty cool. Now, also, he did a thing. They're like, bring your bathing suit, and he had his bathing suit on under his pants, which yeah. nah, so uncomfortable. Like, just bring it along, and you could do the towel change thing. You know, if you're not comfortable, I would probably just turn my back and just take my pants off and put my, you know, not be too aggressive with it. But I'm not wearing my trunks underneath my shorts or underneath my pants for the whole day just because i might go in a hot tub yeah so i mean so basically they're making out in the hot tub and they're both very attractive people and you know gabby's got a body on her and yeah um, so that's for sure so then they they 
again, get into the lobby of some Los Angeles uh, cathedral somewhere and have uneaten uh, food and dinner. And, and uh, Nate tells her about this, this child of his, this daughter. And she's like, you know what? I don't know if I'm ready to be a, a mother or a stepmother right now. Like she says it repeatedly. Like you could tell this is an issue with her. Like she's, she's thought a lot about this. Yep. Kids probably aren't into her future, but, but she's like, but I don't want to be closed minded and yep. I want to take this one day at a time. That was code for, I really want this guy's dick inside of me. Like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I want to make sure that I don't want to, I don't want to close the door on this just, just yet. So, um, so she gives him a rose. So Nate's safe. Yeah. Um, that's pretty obvious. No, so Nate, Nate's immediately emerged as a, as a contender on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they have the, uh, the cocktail party before the rose ceremony. It'll be the first rose ceremony of the year. Keep in mind, you know, Johnny, Logan, Nate, um, they've all got roses. So it's basically 37 other dudes and they have to get their time. And the cocktail hour at the mansion is just full of guys trying to get their time. One dude that I had to make a, a quick mention of, not even sure what his name is, but he takes one of the subjects out to the, uh, out to the, the parking lot or the drive driveway and says, yeah, me and my brother, we own a few of these. And they're popping shots. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, yeah. In other words, they at your uh at your was it Dave and was it Busters? Buster that Dave and Busters or Chuck E. Cheese or yeah. whatever. They they own a couple of the Papa shops yeah. that they put in those places. Yeah. No. I, I don't know if that was something that, that he was trying to brag about, but I mean, you never, it's hard to know because he could be like a multimillionaire because he's got, you know, 70, 90 pop shots, shots yeah. around the Jersey Shore area. I, I'm pretty much unbeatable at Papa Shot, by the way. Like, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just like a, uh, a loop of me handing the ball from one hand to the other and just throwing it in the hoop. I mean, it, it's, it's just a matter of how fast I can get them up there because they're all going in. My question about the he the guy and the brother who owns the Papa Shop, right. do they make their money in cash or do the do the places give them just like giant coins, uh, <laughs> like giant um, what do you call it? Animals. Yeah. Uh, no, they, go, they get paid in finger cuffs. Yeah, yeah, they, they get they they get paid Chinese in whatever. Torture. Whatever David Buster's top-notch gift is, do, they give him that instead of. Do cash. you think that the Chinese finger cuffs are not no longer called that at arcades? Assuming they still exist, because it's it's racist to to say that the finger torture was invented by the Chinese. If you can't call COVID the China virus, you can't call. I agree. Uh, yes, Chinese finger cuffs. Yes, I agree. So, so um, anyways, yeah. Um, the biggest drama that happens, this was inevitable. We all saw this coming. Yeah, if you've did. seen the show is that uh, three of the dudes that overheard Chris talk about fantasy suites and the deal breaker, they band together and they're going to, they're going to tell, they're going to tell the girls what they heard from Chris. Yeah. Um, the leader and the, the leader of this is, uh, is LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. Quincy. He, he, he pulls Rachel in. And Gabby, or what, I think it was Rachel first, and the three of them basically tell the story about how yeah. Chris. And by the way, 
on the retail, the retail is always a lot more harsh yeah. than what happened. Yeah, it, it, he bit, the retail was not accurate. So I don't think Chris was was long for the show, and he wasn't. No. It, he said something stupid, but their version of the story was much worse than it but was. It's, it basically said, yeah. they basically said Chris told them he offered up this thing where he said, "When I get to Fantasy Suites, when I get there, um, if." if these girls are having sex with any other dudes, then I'm out. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, and then one of the guys is like, well, I asked him like, what, uh, are you going to tell him beforehand? Or are you going to tell him after? And he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't say, no, he just, he just wanted to, he just wanted to make sure that we knew that that was a deal breaker. And he was going to let you guys know when, when he thought that, that that was necessary. Now, um, that means that Gabby and Rachel are going to call Chris together and have a powwow. I confirmed that he said that and they both confront him. He doesn't deny it. He tries to explain it. He barely does though. He's like a huge asshole about it. And that's, he could have explained it away easily. And he, and, and uh, even Rachel's like, I mean, you could say you're sorry. And he's like, actually, bitch, fuck you. Like, I, I mean, he's such a fucking dick about it that he's, he shows his character. They could have asked him about anything, and he's so condescending that it's, you know, that's it, it could have easily been explained away. And we've seen this happen many times on the show where there, where he could have been like, I mean, they kind of took it out of context. I'm just right. saying, you know, I'm 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 really serious about this. I'm here to find true love. And if, if I said something out of school right. it was it was inadvertent i'm just saying that i'm serious about this and i want the other person to be too and you know, i'm sorry and if they took that the wrong way chris is either a paid actor or he's like the perfect cast yeah. member because like no. you could tell chris is used to getting his way what his whatever he has in his private life is very controlled yeah like he he has control over everybody i don't know if he's a teacher or he coaches kids but like he tells people what to do for a living. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what his deal is. He, and he, he was told he was dictating the conversation with the dudes when he told this to them. And then he was trying to dictate it to the two women. Like, like this is how this went. And this is how you guys are going to react. This is how you guys should feel about this. And there, and uh, Rachel actually put it well. She's like, you kind of had a chance to say you were sorry about this, but you were just condescending. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we walk? Can we walk you out? <laughs> she literally said that. Could we walk you out? Um, so they walk Chris out to say goodbye. Chris does a Chad Johnson and, and circles back to the mansion to confront the dudes yeah. that sold him yeah. out. Yep. And the funny thing is, is that Chris thought that he could dictate that conversation too. He sat the three guys down that ratted on him, and he started like trying to control it. And Gabby and Rachel just kind of walk in out of nowhere and be like, uh, we, we told you to leave. You're done. We don't get, we don't care what happened. You're out of here. Well, it's, you're done. it's always weird to me when a guy that I've have no interest in explaining anything to is like, Hey, come over here. I need to talk to you. And no one's like, no, <laughs> didn't you? Just, yeah, I thought you got kicked off. He's like, no, this is important. I got to talk. Like everyone's like, all right, let's go talk to him. Like, it's like, what, how, how is he allowed to dictate terms? And that's that's what's funny about this is that they allowed that. Like, no, any any guy worth his salt or any guy yes. with some balls would have been like, um, I don't owe you anything, and, dude. And then the girls I mean, have to come in and and straighten yeah. them out. 
yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. just plays more into the fact that they're not going to see that group of guys as real exactly. men. Exactly. But each of them, each of the guys that ratted them out got a rose. Um, they, they ended up sending home very forgettable dudes that I didn't even know were on the show. But the one thing, the one cliffhanger was that Mario, the guy that's really good at dancing and he's got a great personality who kissed Gabby on night one, he got that first impression rose. Now the first, the rose meant nothing in the ceremony, but he was sweating it out through like 40 dudes and he's pissed off because Mario got the first impression rose from Gabby and he had a little thing with Rachel as well. So he's trying to play both sides. Now he's thinking maybe because I tried to do something with Rachel, Gabby held it against me. And he was left to the final rose, which is always kind of an indicator that you're on the ropes yep. and he's pissed off. Yep. So that's, that's really the only cliffhanger yeah. that was left. Pretty Mario boring. feels like, feels like he was, he was dissed. Mario. And then, and then the um, foreshadowing or the, uh, the previews for the rest of the season is a lot of tears, yep. a lot of, you know, I wanted this to be my journey, but we've given the men all the power now. Yeah. And a lot of crying. A lot of, I I can't take this this rose. Because in the first one, in the first rose ceremony, they're like, just to be clear, if you, if you're offered a rose, it's from both of these chicks. Both. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. After a while, that changes where they give out individual roses and guys are like, oh, I actually, I'm actually can't take this rose because I'm here on, on a journey for Gabby. And that'll be the that'll be the subject of the entire season is the that the men somehow gain the power because they now get the choice yeah. and the women yes. are just left to to adhere to whatever the men want. Yes. And that sets up the rest of the season. So there's your first uh, recap. Yes, it's um, it's in typical typical bachelor fashion. Anytime women are set to be empowered. Yep. They're dis. They're even more disempowered, which is just the the great thing about the Bachelor. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll be covering this all season. We're super stoked that um, everybody is excited for us to be back. Tell your friends, leave us a five star review, you know, share all that. I'll post some clips, um, and we'll do it again next week. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the. Bachelor Lifestyle from the ballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. We falling in love, we chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub We starting in LA and then we travel the world We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated We always speculating like you wouldn't believe But I cheated, logged on to reality